are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bar. Listeners to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am your dungeon master, Dave, and to the left we have Henley, Budro, Garoth, and Lila, Roscoe, and Fenrir. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know what happened. To that. Fenrir just hit puberty. <laughs> is an elf. They hit puberty at different times. <laughs> different <than> us. times. <laughs> well, they live so long. They have like a couple of them, right? <laughs> Number two. Going on number two. Ten would not recommend. (laughs) Okay. So, the summary from last time. You guys in Glendale. You're helping out Glendale figure out this problem that livestock has been, you know, been disappearing. You find out that's an owlbear. You take Lionel with you. You go on this little adventure. Well, you got the beast, but you had lost a comrade, Lionel. You brought his body back um, to his wife, Veronica, and now things are set up for the funeral. We left off at the funeral. Fenrir just finished the lovely speech that he had, and then you see two. Henley, you would recognize these two as Roger Farwell and Braxton Beck. When um, Lionel mentioned the boys these are his boys these are his buddies you see them carrying lionel's body to to the grave and lower him down in um in this scene everybody's being solemn everybody's paying their respects um after a while they start you know moving around they start burying the body people are giving their condolences to veronica Henley, you notice, you look over, and you see your mom, and she's kind of side-hugging this tree. You know this tree. It is a tree that, in this cemetery, it's pretty clear, and it's just headstones, but there's this one single tree. It's a young tree, maybe about six years old. Your mom's on, kind of side-hugging it with her head leaned against it, and you have visited this tree quite often when you've been home. As you look at your mother holding the tree, you feel a gentle breeze brush across your cheek as you look at the tree and your mother. Would you, Henley, like to explain what this tree is? It's my father's gravestone, and it was planted um, on his grave. It was a year, a sapling and so it grows with him. The longer he's gone, the bigger the tree gets. Because he was a ranger, he lived in the forest. He did not want a stone on his grave. He wanted a something living, a tree, to remind his family that they can grow like the forest. Thank you. Am I back yet, or am I still at the Yeah, fire? everybody's here. Okay. Yeah, everybody's there watching. 
Is there... But I want to go up to my mom and give her a hug. Okay. You walk up to your mom. She notices you and she gives you a hug. And she's like, poor Veronica. You can tell your mom's emotional because your mom's been there. Lost her husband as well. She's like, um, where are you and your friends staying tonight? If it's possible, could we stay with you? Oh, of course, of course. Um, you can just take your friends whenever you're ready there. Um, I think I'm going to take Veronica home. I think that's a good idea, Mom. Okay, so whenever you feel like it, Rowan is back watching the boys. I did not want the boys here, the twins. Probably wise. You're wise, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> So whenever you feel like it, go ahead and, and I'll meet you at home when I'm, when I can. Henley's mom, Treva, goes and gathers up Veronica. She kind of, you know, excuses everybody else like, okay, we're going to take Veronica back home. Um, you do notice that the two buddies of uh, Lionel kind of iron down each one of you. Because I'm guessing that you guys are kind of standing together. Yes. Boudreaux waves. <laughs> and they just kind of give you a stink eye and they turn and walk away. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What would you like to do? Well, I will go over to the group and I will say, we can stay with my family tonight. I can take you there. Since we'll be leaving in the morning, we might as well get a good night's sleep. Let's go. Okay, you guys all start heading there? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Looked like you had some different thoughts over there. Okay, <laughs> we'll move on then. He doesn't want to repeat of when he uh, tripped over himself asking some elf <laughs> <laughs> about Henley's mom. <laughs> well, now I can ask him about Veronica, so, you know. Oh. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Too soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. Okay, so you guys head over there. It's it is dark. You guys slowly make your way there. I summon my dancing lights so we can see the path. Perfect. You are able to make your way there. And Rowan's there. The boys are there. Before we're completely there, okay. If I have a moment alone with Henley, may I? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, hey Henley, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, Boudreaux. What is it? Oh, so. <clears throat> I just, um, you know, after what happened, uh... About what happened? When you, like, died, you know, and, like... Yeah, that, okay. <clears throat> I was just thinking, I don't want to influence your choice in what you want to do, but I thought I would put my word in that, uh, maybe you want to stay with your family? Oh. I, the only reason why, because, like, there was... I had this, well, I saw, like, uh, this man, and he was like, I can, you can only, I can't, I can't bring you back if you ever die again. And that wasn't my choice that you even got brought back. That was Kundas. And also, I know bad things coming. I don't know what, but I would really hate for you to miss town with your family if you had a chance to stay with them. 
Oh, I'm so torn, to be honest. Rowan wants to go apprentice with some wood experts in Avalon, and my mom will be all alone here with the twins, which can't be good. You'll find out. <laughs> um, I've been so torn, but you guys saved me. I feel like I owe it to you to make sure that you guys don't get put in the same situation I was. My dad said that loyalty to your friends is almost as important as your family. They become your family on your on the road. And I I owe you all a life debt. Especially you, Boudreaux. No, don't thank me. It really was someone else, Kundas. Uh, uh, I still... I, I'm so torn. I don't know what to do, but... I feel like I've been given a second chance, and if staying home with my family... Is that really using my second chance wisely? I wish my, I could. My dad never got a second chance. He died saving Glendale from horrible, a horrible, horrible man. And I tried to take revenge... And have him killed, which worked, but then all my ranger friends were killed in the process. I have a second chance to make a difference, but I don't know what to do with Rowan leaving. I feel so obligated to help my mom. She's all alone here. She has a business to run and some terrible troublemakers to deal with too, and... I'm sure she feels like she needs to help Veronica now, too, that she's probably the only one in the village that really understands what it's like losing your partner. You know, it's a little bit. Yeah. I would be happy to have you with us, too. I just... Why did you leave home? Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Henley, <clears throat> I don't know how to put this. <laughs> I didn't choose to leave home. Just like the first time I was told to, to go. So do you make any of your own decisions or you just do what your God tells you? I make my own decision, that's for sure. You see, Kundas, he, uh, that's the reason why he brings us back. As the trees, as another another race, uh, the animal. It just, he give us another chance after another chance until we learn, until we become dead like him. Maybe. <laughs> wow hmm. anyway what I'm saying uh, I left home because I was forced to them tried Groven took my family I'm here to get them back well sounds like you're gonna need some help no Chuck I don't know what to say to that <laughs> I owe you everything there must be a reason. I just, I know the time still important. Even if we come back and we all end up being a little family of dragonflies or something, I still think that it's important to take time for them right now. And I just would hate for you to have to leave home and miss them all together. Thanks, Boudreaux. I will make sure that I 
ponder on what you've said and spend a lot of time with my family while I'm here. Well, all right. Let me know if I can do anything for you. All right? Oh, um, my mom really wants to th- give you a thank you. Oh, like a like a pumpkin pie or something? Oh, I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> uh, I I don't know exactly what, but a big hug at the bare minimum. Oh, I like them too. I'm gonna put if pumpkin pie involved. Just uh, let me know. <laughs> Pies and hugs. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> They're stumpy. What you doing here? <laughs> oh, well, not just um, It's the pocket stumpy. He got <clears throat> shrunk after his last little incident. <laughs> Is there any other conversations that want to be had? Or are we good to jump straight to the family? While they're having a weird conversation over there, Garatha's going to um, walk by Roscoe and uh, with... The feather in her hand, because she hasn't had an opportunity to give it to him yet. The owlbear owl owl bear bear feather. feather. Yes. And say... Jinx, <clears throat> you owe me soda. <clears throat> oh, gosh, dang it. Uh, here. This is for you. Very begrudgingly, by the way, because she's still mad that you killed it, and she didn't. Thanks. Did you hear that? Very begrudgingly. Very begrudgingly. <laughs> 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 I think I hear another goose coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was your kill. It's right that you have something from it. The head is bigger than you are, so... Fair. Fair Maybe enough. you can use it for some of the ends of your arrows or something when you eventually get those. If that's what you want, you were pretty good with that bow when you had one shot with it back in the the cavern, so... Yeah, I still don't know what happened there, but... I don't know either. We'll figure it out. There was a whole lot of weird going on for all of us that I, I don't even know. Anyways, I think that you should uh, do something with that. And um, anyways, this is for you, because I didn't get the kill, and... Uh, a warrior should have something, especially from their big kills. Well, thank you. I'll take the feather and do something with it. And then I'm very awkwardly going to, I'm going to like stare at him for a second awkwardly and then walk faster away. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Roscoe's awkwardness is rubbing off, apparently. <laughs> no, I think it's just, she's still just so, like, sore because. She did a lot of damage. She stood in front, and then this little dude comes in with out of nowhere and just like hikes over top and kills the thing, and she's just mad about it. Shanks it in the face. Yeah. It's the reason, <laughs> she <laughs> it's reason she didn't help him down. Took that pointy stick and shoved it up his nose. <laughs> the pointy pointy. <laughs> stabity stabity yeah. stickity stickity. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that is what was said. <laughs> okay. Um, any other conversations? Benny, are you uh, playing your instrument behind us all? Just do 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 do. Yeah, he's playing a very solemn, slow type of music because he still is taking fault with with uh, Lionel's death. I wasn't sure if you were trying to like set your thing to some sort of tune or something. Not at this moment. No. Okay. Yeah, I will have to do that eventually, but kind of just a solemn. And quill. <laughs> That's <Melancholy>. exactly right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you got to be careful too. with that word. 
Okay. You eventually make it, make it to uh, Henley's house. Inside, as you get closer, you do start hearing some ruckus. Henley, you do hear Rowan going, get down from there. <laughs> Just that kind of I noise. I run inside. Was that no little boys or gremlins? It was the boys. Oh, okay. Both. <laughs> they're the same thing. Boys and gremlins, they're the same thing. Yeah. I still have my dance. Don't dan- feed them after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my dancing lights around me. Okay. And um, what do I see when I enter the house? Because I just kind of slam the door open. It's chaotic. Like you were there just earlier today and it's pretty messy now. And you can see Rowan. He's just doesn't know what to do. He's trying to keep control. But of course, he's nothing like mom. He's not as like stern as mom. Mm -hmm. But you can tell he's trying, but he's at his wit. And the boys are just running amok. Can I like grab one? Sure. Yeah. Reach out and you snag Timothy. Timothy. And I give him the big sister look. Ah, uh, Trenton. Fun's over. Run! <laughs> you see Trenton just book it. Um, I'm like, Rowan, grab him. <laughs> Rowan goes after him. Um, can you make me a dexterity saving throw? Oh. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> Let me get my dice Kick out. in the shin. <laughs> or in the face. Depending on how she's got him. Twelve. Okay. You're able to see this coming. He does try and kick you in the shin, but you're able to dodge. Does he fall on his butt? Um, he can if you let him go, because you do have a hold of it. I let him go. Okay, so he, he falls does, on his butt. He does fall then, on his butt. And then I, like, scoop him up. Okay. Under my arm, sort of like a football. Okay, yeah, and he's squirming, he's wiggling, he's like, let me go, let me go. Okay, and Trenton's able, or not Trenton, Rowan is able to capture Trenton. He's like, what do you want me to do with him? Take him upstairs to his room. That's where mom keeps them when they're trolls. Oh, come on, we'll be good, we'll be good, we'll we'll help clean up, just, just don't send us a bed already. The Evidence proves otherwise, and I have friends that would have been really fun for you to meet. <gasps> you have friends? Can we but please stay up? We we want to meet your friend. Ooh. Can I that walk? That looks weird. You have five Good minutes to clean up the house. <laughs> if it's not done in five minutes, you're going to bed. And I let him, like I set him down. Rowan sits down, Trenton, and you just see them kind of scurrying. Except they're not, like... And I mean actually clean. <laughs> For the first couple minutes, they're, like, really good, but then they start getting distracted, and they start, ooh, is that, what kind of instrument is that? Who, who is this? Who is Focus. This? Kinda, oh, Can I just, like, walk, like, have been outside during this and just walk in with, like, my great axe on my back and, like, my two hand axes on my side and just fold my arms all stern-like? Okay. Are you trying to... So, like, more of, like, an intimidation because Lila has – she's on the younger side, but she does have younger siblings, and she's seen this a lot uh, used on her. So Mm. she's like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if it works. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Can I do that? Yeah. Do you want me to roll for anything? Yeah, go ahead and roll for for intimidation. That's a 19. 19, okay. So as you stand right in front of the door, 
doing your little mom pose. Would that be a correct pose to sure. say? <laughs> With your big axe on the back. Yeah, like you see it peek out on the top of it. Yeah. Two hand axes below. They kind of see you and they're like, whoa. Um, I, I said keep cleaning. Uh, okay. And they just keep, you know, cautiously glancing at you. Anything that's near you. They or they have to cross Lila's path. They go around the long way to go take care of whatever they need to take care of. Boudreaux smiles at Lila and elbows her, laughing. <laughs> I'm gonna giggle a little bit under, like under my breath, not but enough not to try and ruin the intimidating. Okay, it does take a little more than five minutes to clean to get that mess cleaned up. But they are able to do it, and they kind of look at you like. Can, can we stay up now? Hmm. Only if you promise to fix the chicken coop tomorrow. Oh, but... but Who broke enough. the chicken coop? Well... Who broke it? Well, he did. He's the one that fell through. Who instigated it? I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It was him. Why are you tattletaling on me? Shh! They start scoring back and forth. Well, as far as I see it, you two are a team. You will fix it together. I want to move behind you. And then you can stay up and meet my friends. What was that, Lila? Said I want to move behind Henley at this point and just like peek around her because she's (laughs) taller than I am. The boys are sitting there arguing back and forth, and then when Henley speaks, they look up and they notice you back there, Mm -hmm. and you see both of them go (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) jump a little bit, and they kind of like go block uh you use henley to block their vision of you mm-hmm. um this is lila i scoot to the side <laughs> timothy trenton this is lila garatha hi my name boudreau <laughs> this is boudreau and i don't meet you any like uh, gets on their level and shakes their hands forcefully if they don't give it up willingly. Okay, yeah, they, they shake their hand and then they're like, "You stink." <laughs> Not as much Henley as you think. <laughs> <laughs> you know there'll be a reason for that. I tell you later. What, mm? what? What? What are you wearing? My shirt and my pants. No, no. What's that? Green. Oh, that's my gator. That, so, so a gator, they're like these big little dinosaur things. I don't know what a dinosaur is, but, um, <laughs> and they like try to eat you, you know, and they live in the water and they like come out and they're like, Argh! and then like, and then like, I killed one. It's a long story. Me and Peaky, we were the, anyway. <clears throat> no, you want to hear this story? Like, tell us, who's Binky? Binky, my best friend. So we were going down there in the bayou, and then we were on that, this raft, and we were like, whoosh, whoosh, making the water move. And then, like, we were, like, going down there, and we were, like, trying to catch some catfish, and, and like, and it was real good. And then when I stuck my hand in the water, oh, no way. Binky stuck <laughs> his hand in the water, and then, um, uh, and then it was, like, water was everywhere. And then suddenly he was under the ground, and then, oh, not the ground, the water. And then, and then, and like, I had to go in after him, and I punched this gator in the, in the, that lower part and what's that called her name? The ma. The jaw. Yeah, and then they're like and then like and then like knocked out and then I'm like somehow I killed her. I don't even remember. It was like adrenaline, I was pumping, but I say Binky's laugh. 
You see their eyes. They're like super big. They're like, this is so cool. And now you say I stink. That's why. <laughs> hey, uh, Fenrir, did you catch that? There's a story for you. Oh, and this is Roscoe <laughs> and yeah. Fenrir. Fenrir's going to get down on kind of at their level, look them in the eye and kind of assessing the scene. He's going to take them over and he's going to start telling them a story about, let me tell you about these two twins, twin magicians that I have read about. We're we're twins. Yeah. Twin magicians. They were, they had these telekinetic powers and they were able to put up shields and cast spells at different um, enemies. And they were able to help, you know, fortify, fortify the armies in these great battles with multiple dragons and... (gasps) Dragons? Yeah, dragons. Not even dad faced a dragon. No. What what happened next? Well, they actually ended up being bad guys. So that better not be you two. They turned on the army and they went and helped the evil big bag dragon and his rider. And they kind of look at each other and they both at the same time. But we could have dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Roscoe. Aragon. <laughs> so you guys are sharing stories. You're having those little discussions. You're having fun with the boys. Henley probably goes to the kitchen and um, grabs some bread and just some ration type items. Pumpkin. I don't think there's a pie for you. I'm sorry, Boudreaux. <laughs> yeah, kind of making yourselves at home, finding um, places to sleep. You're making them Rowan's Yeah, I'm in. being a gracious host while my mother is taking care of Veronica. Okay. About an hour, hour and a half later, your mom comes home. And she sees she sees that the twins are still up. And they're just being entertained by, I'm sure it's a mixture of everybody. They're, oh, probably not me. They're staying away from you, of course, yes. <laughs> They're staying away from you. Roscoe's going to make sure to get his story in there of how he saved uh, Dracarys. Oh, oh of course. yeah. Because, of, course. <laughs> of course, they've never seen a Dragonborn before. So when you describe Dracarys, it's something totally new to them. It's a humanoid dragon. They think that's really cool. That turns into a wolf. <laughs> I can turn into a wolf. So you guys are telling them, entertaining them. Uh, Mom comes home, and she talks to you, Henley. She's like, I was hoping the boys would have been asleep already. Sorry. We did have them clean the house. I see that. It's in better condition than I left it. But I I just couldn't send them to bed. I want to spend as much time with them as I can. Does that mean you're leaving? Well... Because of my experience, I did just want to spend as much time with them. But has Rowan talked to you about going to Avalon? He's mentioned it a few times, yes. Well, he saved up money and bought that scarecrow to protect you. He said he made that. He told me he bought it. Oh, 
Did he buy it from that? Yes, <sighs> I think that's, I've, yes, a peddler of some sort. Yeah, Veronica warned us not to, thought it was something sketchy, but... Mom, do you need me to stay here so Rowan can go? You kind of see her taken back a little bit, and she's like, where's Rowan going? Rowan going. He wants to get an apprenticeship in Avalon before he's too old so that he can learn how to be a woodworker like Dad. But he's just a boy. He, he is, but he's 15. If he turns 16 without an apprenticeship, they won't accept him. You kind of see her, see her look over at Rowan. Well, Rowan is watching you too because he knows <laughs> what's going on. He's like, sisters, sisters hopefully got my back, you know. And he kind of like quickly looks away. And I pull out my bow. I mean, this work is impeccable. Imagine what he could do if he went under a master in Avalon. She takes the bow from you and she like examines it. She's like, you kind of see her tearing up a little bit. She's like, well, I guess he's not a little boy anymore. Henley gives her mom a big hug. Mm -hmm. Like, mom, I'm so sorry. This has got to be so hard for you. But I can stay. No, no, you, uh, you're right. It is time for Rowan to get out on, to go on, if this is what he wants to do. He will, uh, you guys were, where are you guys headed? We're actually headed to Avalon as well. We're going to help Eldon escort the horses there. We could take him with us. That's, that's what I was thinking. Because I don't want him out on the roads by himself. Oh, no. But then again, I don't want him going at all. I mean, you were around that age when we sent you off to ranger school. Yeah, I was. But it doesn't make it that much easier. I can hardly believe it. I came back and he's like so grown and mature. I mean, when I left, he wasn't like that. And he wants to take care of you. He's been an unreasonable amount of money on that scarecrow too, so you would have some protection. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to keep that around. But, okay. Uh, Rowan, dear, can you please come here? You can see Rowan be like, oh, um, <clears throat> really nervous, walking up, and he, yes, yes, Mom. I grab his hand. <laughs> She's like, your sister has talked to me. And she is heading to Avalon, and you may go with her. However, when you get there, you need to let me know where you're staying. You need to let me know you, the mom list, right? You, where you're staying, who you're staying with. Who's, and write who's a letter master. every week. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> and if, I, if you miss a day, I'm coming after you. <laughs> no. And you see him get, like, way excited. And she's like, but you need to get rid of the scarecrow. And he's like, but, but mom, that, that, that thing can protect you. I don't want it here. We were warned by Veronica not to, not to deal with it because there's something sketchy about that guy. But mom, is, don't you realize that that thing has protected us? She's like, what do you mean? 
well, that, you know, that owlbear that Henley and her friends took care of, like, they were bugging everybody else. Like, we lived right on the forest line. Everybody else on the forest line was kind of getting problems with with creatures coming in and, and disturbing things. But we didn't deal with that. We didn't have any problems. So this, it works, Mom thinks. And she's like, well, that may be true, but we we don't know what this is. Mom, I'd feel a lot better leaving if if it stayed. I mean, you could... I don't think it necessarily has to be out in the open. You could store it somewhere, but I I bought it for you, Mom. And I really think it will protect you, and it has protected us. All right. Well, I guess it's fine where it's at, but... Anyways, you've got a lot of packing to do. Yes. Thank you, Henley. Thanks, Mom. And she like gives him a big hug, and they go off. Remember, you have to write her every day. Okay. He storms up, you know, runs up the stairs to his bedroom. Okay. Is there anything else particular that you guys want to do or we can go straight to morning? Yeah, I'm I'm in bed already. I sleep with the twins. Okay. Fenrir, after his four hours of rest, is going to go out to the chicken coop and try to fix it up. Aww. (laughs) <laughs> um, the future son-in-law. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I've got my eyes on Silenor. Right? Yeah, it's that elf, remember? Yeah. yeah. Um, roll, so are you trying to do it quietly? Of course, because yeah, it's kind of in the middle I'm of the night. I'm going to try to do it quietly because it's super... And actually, I'll probably do that Yeah, after the first, my first four hours are done, and then I'll try to do it. So it's probably like... Four or five in the morning. All right, go ahead and roll me a, a stealth check and a sleight of hand check. I want to see how quiet you're doing it and how he's, nimble and productive you're doing it. He's timing so, it to Boudreaux's snores. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so stealth was unnatural 20. Nice. And what was the other one? Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand was 15. Then the morning comes. Can I be like what, like the first one awake and go looking for him and see if he what I can do to help him? Yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. He's got it. I do that. He's got it pretty, pretty well done. The roof's pretty much on. It's just a matter of getting kind of hay and straw up there to to finish it off. Fender's gonna leave the hay and stuff, and he's gonna let make the twins do it in the morning. Okay. So, so there's if a that's about bit, where I'm at, then I'm going to stop. Okay. There was a little bit of stuff that, that Lila was able to help him finish up, but they can leave a little bit. Leave a little bit for the boys. Mom gets up, and she starts cooking this big meal for everybody. There's some, some meat frying and some eggs. Get some bread going. You guys get ready for a nice meal. Henley's mom. Of course, after when you guys get ready, settle down, and you guys are all eating at a table. The boys are, you know, being the boys. Can I do something really quick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, before Henley comes downstairs, where does mom keep the, the bow, her dad's bow? Is it on the mantle or in her room? She's going to switch it out. She <laughs> Switch it out. Oh, <laughs> no. There's a, there's a chest <laughs> at the end of the bed that your mom, that your dad made that made her for their first year anniversary. Okay. She keeps it in there. Okay. Henley pulls it out 
and just holds it and says, dad, I won't let you down. And then that's before, before she comes downstairs. She does that. She'd take her on out and compare them and be like, yep, well, really? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. But it was just like a piece of her dad. So she just, <laughs> she puts it back in there and then goes downstairs. It's Mel good in here. Oh, wait, wait, come, come, Boudreaux. Oh, it's time to eat. Oh, oh, uh, were you done? I was going to help you. Well, you just slept through the whole thing. Can you go gather up your friends and so we can all eat together? That's not, I mean, I, I, yeah. Hurry up, it's, <laughs> food's getting cold. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> and that's when Henley comes down the stairs. <laughs> okay, so you're able to gather everybody together. You're all sitting there, and Henley's mom says... I would just like to thank you all for, uh, Henley told me what, what has happened the last, you know, week. And I just really like to thank you guys. Um, it's nice to know that my, my, my little girl has some good friends and that is, that take care of each other. So thank you. And I, I hope your travels to Avalon are, are good and productive. What exactly are, are you going to Avalon for? Um, we've just got some, some business for Hayden's Hollow that we got to take care of that sent us out that way. Oh yeah. Henley told me a little bit about that place. Is that place a little more calm than it used to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's getting better. You know, people are, you know, coming in and staying because they want to now. So we just want to make sure that they're taken care of. So we've got some, some business out there that we got to go take care of and see what happens. I'm glad. That that place seemed very, very dear to to Henley. It was. Well, eat up. You guys got a long journey ahead of you before you head out. And I can always make more food, so don't be shy. Rowan, are you ready to go? Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm all ready. Okay. You find him chewing his food and talking with his mouth full. Yep. Just whenever you tell me, we're, I'm ready to go. I don't have a horse for you you can ride with me or you can ride on a bag of donkey with me i'm okay or Or honestly sugar you could probably ride with me i'm the shortest one here and i have the biggest horse what what kind of horse do you have cladsdale he kind of looks at you up like kind of up and down like you ride on a cladsdale sure do how do you get up on that thing i have a special ladder or we could just keep the horses and take the extra to Hayden's Hollow. But Rowan, you got to remember if you we give you a horse, you have to feed it, you have to take care of it, you have to do all and pay for it. And when you're in an apprenticeship, you don't always get paid. How am I supposed to afford it then? I have friends you can stay with in Avalon. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, I'm- Never been really big of a horse guy, but, you know, it would be nice to be able to come home every now and then, yeah. It might be too dangerous. Mm, that, that's true. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. If that's all right with you all. It's fine with me. He's got to pay me for it. <laughs> I don't Speaking have any money. Speaking of pay. But you have a trade, right? Aren't you good at woodworking? It, I am, yes. We'll chat on the way. Oh, okay. Speaking of pay, Fenrir. 
You still owe me some uh, copper over there. Copper? What copper are you talking about? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Sugar, are we going to have a disagreement? No, he'll pull out, he'll pull out the copper and give it back to you. I'm going to start counting it. <laughs> okay. Finner's going to finish up his food really quick and go out to the Scarecrow. Okay. And he wants to cast Spell Time, Identify. Okay. Oh. Says you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic-imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. Ooh. And he's mainly just looking for to make sure that it's a safe item to be around not only like Henley's mom but the twins and because if it does kind of protect and it was kind of fishy he's, he's assuming there's going to be some sort of magic imbued with that okay Dave wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I have the it. basic idea what it is but I, but that identify spell reveals a lot more that I didn't plan for <laughs> if, if you just want to tell me what you know but... okay I saw a guilty smile it's necromancy okay so as you cast you Identify, <laughs> you get this feeling of darkness from it. You do know that it, there has been a spell cast upon it. You know that it's, it's kind of a, an evil spirit that's inside this thing. You know that it's cast with a spell that is meant to protect, any, protect the purchaser, the one who bought it. The one who owns it, I guess I should, you should say. However... It does seem to have some deeper magic to it that even with your identifying spell, you're not sure what it means. But you don't get the sense of it's going to cause the family harm. Is it but going to it, cause Rowan harm? You don't know. As you're studying it, as you're looking into it, you kind of feel a... Uh, Kind of a darkness rise inside of you. Kind of little bad thoughts in your mind. Some little of ones. <laughs> just, just little kind of misdemeanor bad things. And the longer that you, that you look at it and that you study it, the more those thoughts escalate. Maybe that's why worse things. Trenton and Timothy are such troublemakers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's just who they are. <laughs> Please continue. Henley would know that they've been a little more rambunctious. Ooh. So, Fender's going to walk over to Henley. And he's going to say, Hey, Henley. Um, I ran my identify spell over the uh, scarecrow that... Tell me everything. Uh, Is it Rowan, okay? That Rowan bought, and it does seem to be imbued with some darker type of magic some that even i can't identify probably because i haven't experienced with it that type of magic before and i would probably recommend getting rid of it like your mother suggested okay i walk out there and try and take it down okay you lift it off its stand and it comes down and i firebolt it you firebolt it and, of course, it's stuffed with hay and things. It looks like a kind of a normal scarecrow. As you do touch it, you do get 
kind of that same sense that he was telling you. And you set it on the ground and you firebolt it. And the flames seem to take. Then they disappear. I firebolt it again. Same thing. It won't light on fire. Um... After after I see Henley walk out, I'll go over to, you know, Boudreaux, Lila Garatha, and Roscoe and just tell them the same thing. Hey, Henley's out there destroying that. There's some dark magic imbued with this scarecrow. So I'll wander over, you know, just as she's starting to firebolt it and just kind of watch and assess. Henley, what you thinking? It won't light on fire. I have no idea how to destroy this thing. You're not the owner, right? Uh, Rowan! He's not going to do anything. He might if he sees this. Might I recognize any of this magic? Does Boudreaux want to go investigate? I Boudreaux does. And have Boudreaux roll me a arcana check. Dun, dun, see, dun. What you're, see what you're sensing. Fifteen. Fifteen. So from down in the swamp, you know... There's quite a few dark magic users down there. And you've witnessed some of their magics and kind of the creatures they've made and things like that. This magic feels very similar to those kind of magics. And might I know how to destroy this, this magic in from experience, etc.? You do know that once a creation is like, like created like that, that it is very loyal to its owner. And so would I know the owner to be the one it was sold to or the one that made it? You're unfamiliar about that part. Okay. When Where does the ownership go? You're not sure. Because you know the one who creates it, it's loyal to that guy. However, you don't know if it's sold or traded or whatever. Does it transfer, transfer that loyalty? That's something you're not you don't know. Okay. Well, it whatever this is 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 dark magic. It's bad mojo. It's probably not good. But uh, you probably uh, it sticks with the owner. And I don't know if that owner be the one that made it or the one that we sold to. We probably need to do something with the owner. I'm not sure how to destroy it though. By the way, Henley, you did call for Rowan earlier. He did not hear you. Rowan! Yes? Come on out here, please. Okay, just let me grab my stuff. We're not quite ready to go. I need you. Okay. Give me a second. A little while later, he does bring down all his stuff, sets it outside, walks over, and he sees kind of everybody. I'm guessing everybody's around the scarecrow. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Lila? Yeah. Okay. Mom's kind of curious about what's going on, so she's going to go outside as well. And Rowan's like looking at everybody. Yes, Henley? What exactly did the peddler tell you about the scarecrow? That it would protect up to five acres. Anything else? That if I got this... The wreath that's over there, if I got that, that it would also protect um, whatever I hang it on. 
and, and those who are inside. Did he say you were the owner of the scarecrow or was he? Well, I, I bought it and he said, congratulations, you're the new owner of a, of this, of this fine scarecrow. So I would assume that I'm on the, what's going on? Um, my friend Fenrir can identify magic and it's dark magic. But, but it's, it can protect us though. Like it, it has, I, I think, at least I expected it has. You know, but it has another motive other than protection. It's a deeper motive that I'm not sure of. Um, but you said there's a wreath? Yeah, it's it's over there hanging hanging on the side of the house. And we have to come back through here on our way back to Hayden's Hollow, correct? Or no? We don't have to come back. It's a little out of the way. It takes adds a three days to our journey. But it's always nice to see family, right? <laughs> I'm going to go do the same, identify the wreath as well. This one, as you identify, you can tell that it is connected to the scarecrow. Kind of like a beacon. If something ever was to happen at, at this location where the wreath is, it would alert the scarecrow to come back to that location. I kick it. <laughs> it, it does nothing. <laughs> Um, can we take this wreath with us but my my mom needs it here it's this i bought this to protect her you can't take that and i don't i'm I'm not sure about magic or anything but like i've seen this thing in action like it it's it's here to protect not not harm or anything that you think have you noticed your brothers being a little bit more rambunctious since you got it? They're 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 boys. They're six year olds. Of course, they're always rambunctious. The mom speaks up. She's like, "I have noticed that they've been a lot more aggressive lately. Do you think it's part of this?" I do. That's a good idea. I think they're. I do think they're related, and I think. I think we should take them both with us to Avalon. You see Rowan, he's just like, but I bought it to protect my mom. Why? How much did it cost? It cost me 500 silver. No, I don't have that. Like, I don't, I don't think this is a bad thing. Rowan, I think this is a good idea. Like, I don't think. Now that I know this, I don't think it's safe to be here. Rowan, you had such good intent. And I just, I don't know if I feel comfortable leaving the Scarecrow here. Because it's influencing the boys. But they're six-year-olds. Of course they're going to be rambunctious. You're right, but they they've never disrupted the chickens before. All right. 
knowing what I know, Fender's going to, hey, we, we should probably get going. El, uh, Eldon's going to be waiting on us. Um, I'll catch up with you guys in just a minute. And we'll leave the scarecrow here for now. Okay. Does everybody start packing up and leaving? Yeah. Yeet. I say goodbye to the boys. Tell them to thank Fenrir for <laughs> fixing the coop, but that they are in charge of putting the straw on top. And I give my mom a big hug and, Mom, I love you. I love you too. Go make your wonderful adventures. Don't forget to write, Mama. I won't. You neither, little Missy. <sighs> I will try. I only know where to write you when you write back. That's fair. You write first. Okay. You guys gather up. I'm going to head out. I'm going to take the wreath. But without Rowan knowing. Okay. Rowan goes off. You see Henley's mom waving away. And that's where we're going to end it today. On your way to Eldon's. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And we're, we're excited to continue the story with you guys. Um, big shout out to D.A. Nichols for writing our music and our songs that we have for these. Um, if you got, like, what, don't forget to review us. Give us a five-star review on any platform, and Solomon will give you a shout-out. Do not forget, because he's been anxious to get more shout-outs out there. He thought it was really fun. Um, you also... Don't forget to follow us on our social medias at Tomes of the Chaos Bard. And all that information is in our show notes. So, thanks for listening. I am your Dungeon Master, Dave. And to the right we have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Lila Grotha. Bodo. And Henley. And remember to follow us next time as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.